You talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And this is the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your friends, except we record it and post it on the internet so you can laugh along. And our mothers can too. <laughs> Which is the real terrifying part, I must admit. Yeah, you know, I'm really excited about today's Quick and Dirty podcast. Today we're going to talk to a cosmetic nurse injector. She's the one who puts the Botox in your face. So we're going to talk about uh, fillers, Botox, and all that I fun stuff so later on. I have so many questions. I know, me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with you this week? Uh, well, I had the most glorious week of my life. I had an opportunity to see the great comedy legend Carol Burnett in Ottawa, where she did a live Q&A session with a very small audience. And I have to say, it was one of the most wonderful, glorious, fulfilling moments of my life. It was one, I just literally, if I, if I die in a car crash today, I'm good. It's all, it's all happened for me. I'm so happy. Now, for those of you listening who are under the age of 30, I think we kind of established as the cutoff. Carol Burnett was a amazing comedian and actress. Yeah, she actually, she was. And it actually pains me to have to explain who the legendary comedic uh, actress is to a lot of people. I, you know, you just assume people know, like Betty White. I think she's probably even more iconic because uh, I don't know why it is people actually know Betty White over. She became Carol a cult Burnett. favorite. She did like because of the Golden Girls. Oh, that obviously that's right. So Carol Burnett had a show in the 1960s. It ran for 11 years, and it was basically SNL before SNL was SNL. You know what I mean? It was live sketch comedy, and pretty much everybody who was famous in that time came on the show. But it was really um, special because obviously it was led by a female comedian. And back in those days, uh, there weren't a lot of ladies in comedy. So she was a trailblazer in every sense of the word. So to be and able- even now, like women in comedy are often told that women are not funny. Yeah, that actually still happens. The Amy Schumers of the world have to defend their comedy all the time. The Sarah Silvermans. That, that actually happens all the time. But those comedians, I think, would be the first to say, thank God for people like Carol Burnett, you know, who who, who were the trailblazers before us. The Mary Tyler Moores, the Phyllis Dillers, uh, the Joan Rivers, you know. We needed mm-hmm. those comedians from back in the day. So she, I, I can't say that anything specific happened except I... I sat there transfixed for 90 minutes and listened to this this legend just tell her stories of being a woman back in the day and how all the male bosses would say to her, ah, you're just a broad in comedy. What do you know? You know what I mean? Right. And how and how she but she was funny and she had the show and people related to her and she was real. And uh, I, I just feel like without Carol Burnett, I don't know where the comedy world would be today. So I got emotional. Yeah, that happened. And it's so difficult for women in comedy because if you go too aggressive or on the rude side, some people are thrown off by that because they don't see women in that way. Right. The Kathy you're Griffins always fighting, of the world. Yeah. You're always fighting that standard that women have to somehow be better than men. Right. That's right. And, you know, that's, Joan Rivers was my personal comedy hero. And she was rude AF, right? She you can say it on this podcast, she, oh, I by know, the way. I just actually said that for street cred value, Hillary. <laughs> My kids say it, so <laughs> just give Fuck me that, Sandra. okay? What? I'm trying to be cool here. Okay. AF. It's a hopeless cause. <laughs> I know. I think you're right. So, but <laughs> she was a rude old bitch is what she was. And she was funny as fuck. 
There, I said it. Yay! And people, people were. You either loved Joan or you hated Joan, but people, but people didn't know how to take a woman who sort of told it like it is, made bad mm-hmm. sex jokes and whatever. But you think of comedians like George Carlin, who were doing. No one had a problem with George Carlin being provocative, but when a woman is provocative, it's different. Absolutely, so that's why we need female comedians like the Joan Rivers of the world, and even the Carol Burnett. Maybe not. She so was provocative. a little more toned down. She I was. mean, she had a way of doing comedy that was physical yep. and classic and classy, but she was kind of. Awkward, which added to her presence. Yeah, and there wasn't any type of comedy she wasn't willing to do. Yeah, you're right. She was a very physical comedian. But oh my God, Hillary, I'm just saying, I'm good. I'm, I'm like seriously, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get all feelsy and touchy feelsy very often. But this was one of those moments in life where I have to say, I, I ended the day truly satisfied. <laughs> Really satisfied. <laughs> what about you this week on the quiz? I'm sorry. Was Tim with you? No. <laughs> no. That's I was, your husband. I know. <laughs> then he could finally say. In case you say, need a reminder. Then he could look over and say, finally, she's satisfied. <laughs> Someone could do it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Tell me about your quick this week. Okay. I just want to put this out there that I think I love the cause of Movember. I love that we're raising awareness and cash for prostate cancer and now mental health as well and other things, just men's health in general. But can we just give our money, talk about it, and get rid of all this terrible, prepubescent, like, awful, like, 12-year-old mustaches that are going around? It's the first week of November, right? Because you had to do the clean shave on the first. Right. And now there's just grossness everywhere in our offices with our friends at the bars it's just gotta go okay i thought you liked bearded men in fact you're pretty open about the fact that you like the 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 bearded faces yeah i do like bearded faces yeah well that's where this is going no it's not it's going to dirty stashes (laughs) there's no beard you're not allowed to have any connectivity Oh, I didn't know that because I've seen a lot of guys grow out their beards too for November now. They're like taking liberty with it. So you're yeah, saying you're that's not, not supposed right? to. It's supposed to be clean, and then you can you can let the stubble grow, but then you have to have a final groom. But right <laughs> now, it's in that super awkward stage where it's like, especially the guys that can't really grow a beard, yeah, who are doing it anyway. That's right. When I, when my when my my stash is better than your stash, we know you got a problem, right? <laughs> well, you are Greek. That's right. I, I can get 12 o'clock or 5 o'clock shadow by noon, I always say. Just God. But, okay, Hillary, can I just say something? What? Before you go on, I love it. I you love, the, like, the little gross, nasty, not quite a mustache stash? Well, I understand we're in an awkward phase, but I love a dirty stash. Like, seriously, I love a dirty stash because, you know, I, it's generational, by the way. It has to be because back in the 70s, remember, I don't know if you remember, but I do. All the guys <laughs> used to have these big, bushy stashes. And, and that sort of was a manly thing, the stash, right? Right. Like, like the, the Nick Offermans of the world. That's right. And like the Marlboro man. Like, it's manly. And so, like a Magnum P.I. Hey, oh but my none God. of the guys we know can actually grow one like that. <laughs> so you're talking about like the, the peach fuzz, awkward, gross little. I'm talking about the people who shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but are like trying to compete for manliness. You're never going to win. You're no. just going to. You're showing your cards, man. <laughs> I know too much about your facial hair is what you're saying. Uh, you know, I don't mind it. I think facial hair on a man is, is mostly sexy. You're right. There might be one or two that have no business doing it. But I give them a pass because they're doing it for the right reasons. But I like them prison dirty, so it's okay but with me. 
Are they doing it for the right reasons? Because I want to call out all those Movember people that are not raising cash and just growing the awkward facial hair for show so they can chat about it with their buddies. Ah, uh, or when they go to a bar on a Friday night, it looks like they're doing Movember and maybe single women would like that. Well, because I know a lot of guys who just grow the thing but never raise the cash. Well, what's the point of that? I call Huey on that. Do you call uh, Huey, really? Yeah. I, I call Huey. <laughs> Okay, I call bullshit. <laughs> um, why, I, I don't even understand why guys do that. Well, because they're lazy. Hello? Okay. <laughs> because they don't want to raise money, but they want people to think they're good people. Yeah. And they're raising money. And, or and that then, they're cool and manly. One right. or the other. You can't be both. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do is get a razor. Okay. And just take care of business every time you find a phony in the bunch. You just, oh. you just hold him down and you get rid of that piece of shit off his upper lip. Right away. And my boyfriend Boom. is threatening to shave his beard. What? No. D- It'll no. grow back in three days, to be honest. Like, he's a hairy man. <laughs> what, but- what, wait, why? Okay, is he doing November? No, like, what's he doing? But he's just like, wants to be part of the cool crew, which no. is also why I'm calling Bull on it. Have you actually ever seen his chin? Uh, I've seen, oh, get this, Sandra. I've only seen it in his wedding pictures. <laughs> That the girls show me. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's um. And that's if not you're good. new to the podcast, it wasn't a wedding to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know for sure he is a chin, based on the fact that you've seen it in his wedding photos that day he got married. That wasn't to you. <laughs> okay, just to recap. So and I think yeah. So now every time you see his chin, you'll be like, hmm. It'll be like a PTSD thing. This reminds me of that Just a fucking reminder. Absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. So, is he going to shave it or not? That bothers me. I don't know. Whatever. He wants to do it. So, we're heading to the Caribbean in January. He wants to do it before that so he doesn't have, like, the weird, if he decides to take it off in the Caribbean, so he doesn't have the weird shade. You know, like when you when you've had a beard for three years and yeah, you shave yeah. it, you have no color underneath. Yeah, that yeah, that's weird. And then I I, ugh, I don't I, I don't I can't even imagine him. I mean, I don't even know that he has a face. You know, it's just <laughs> I've only ever seen it him with a beard. It's kind of exciting to like. I feel like they can hide a lot yeah. under a beard. Right. Like well, you can you can really hide whether you have a jawline like the double chin. Yeah. So much can be hidden. I, Bad teeth I agree with even. That. What if he shaves it off and it's terrible? Or what if he shaves it off and it's awesome and it's like you're having sex with somebody different? That's kind <laughs> well, of a bonus, that's not too. bad. You know what Except I mean? Except it's at that nice, long, soft stage. Aw. That's so nice. So when you know it's down the... <laughs> no? What, go, I, what? I'm not going to... No. I'm not going... So when... <laughs> There's kissing things that it's soft when it brushes against you. That's so nice. I don't understand, though. What? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I got it. I love that you're like, God, you've been married a long time that I have to explain it to you, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Okay. Well, I feel like we need an update now weekly on on the the boyfriend's beard on whether or not he does the shave or not. Because I'm really interested to know. But can I, if I get a vote and I don't know what, if I do, it's absolutely no. As His a woman, beard is hot. It is hot. And I'm, I'm married to a guy who has a beautiful goatee beard and it's in a perfectly grown stage right now. And the grooming is working out well for me. And he has... <laughs> I love how it's about you. It's, not, it's working for me. It's working for me. 
And he um, has shaved off his beard in the past, like in the winter time, it'll be bothering him or whatever when it gets like dry, dry from the cold. Itchy. Yeah. And he looks terrible. He just, it's so unattractive to me when he, and so I'm just worried for you. Like it's, it, it you know, it could go either way. You're, it's like you're having sex with a new man or a new man you don't want to have sex with. So I'm just telling him my husband has a weak chin and he knows that. So that doesn't turn me on. What if he has a weak chin? He doesn't because he's got an underbite. <laughs> so, like a Bruce Springsteen underbite? Oh, like his his front teeth kind of go like he has a big chin, like a pug, <laughs> like those, yeah. or like a bulldog, like a yes. bulldog. Yeah, yeah. I got it. That's hot. That's <laughs> <laughs> an underbite, like a bulldog. That's good. So his chin is fine. Yeah, he's got a he's got a solid chin. Good. All right, let's move on. Let's get to the dirty. <laughs> All right, which okay. is maybe less dirty than the quick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought of getting work done? Because it feels like everybody is doing it, and they're starting really, really, really young. Uh, today, we're going to talk to a cosmetic nurse injector who will actually come to your house and give you a little Botox here and a little filler there. <laughs> Please welcome to the Quick and the Dirty Podcast, cosmetic nurse injector Katie Rabby. Good morning, Welcome, everybody. Katie. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me on today. All right. So a little rundown. How did you get into uh, doing this, to being our injector? Um, I've been in nursing for about 12 years, uh, different stages of it. And I've always worked in long-term care. And I work at the palliative unit in a hospital here in Ottawa. And after a while, I was just looking for a different... Um, way that nurses can do business as well as an entrepreneur and my mother actually is how it started she turned 62 years ago and it was our uh, 60th birthday gift to her and the transformation in her was amazing it really was she felt more confident she felt young her skin looked good um, and she's not someone that wears a lot of makeup. Uh, she wears very thick glasses because she's very blind. <laughs> and she always feels that the attention was on her eyes because of the glasses. So we got her crow's feet uh, treated and she just felt that much better about it. Okay, so did, her, did so she got just the crow's feet? No, we did her forehead, her angry face or her 11s and the crow's feet. But everybody's self-conscious about something. Yes. Um, and as a nurse, as a cosmetic nurse injector, when I hand you the mirror... I am trained to assess your face, you know, to literally pick it apart. But that's not my job to make you insecure about other things. It's what do you see? What do you want to work on? And some people are like, well, I would like to do this. What would you do? Like, what would you see that should be worked on first, right? So it's always a little bit of what they're insecure about or what they want to fix. And then also what other people see in them. Have you ever looked at someone and said, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't need any work done, even though they say, well, I'm a little insecure about this this one line on my forehead or this one tiny thing here. Have you ever said, no, you're good? Uh, yes and no. I've always kind of said that, you know what, if it's something that bothers you, we can treat it. And if you're okay with it, then we don't have to treat it. A lot of people want to get rid of the 11s or the angry face. They say, I don't want to have a bitch resting face. Uh, so that's like the thinking wrinkle, right? Yes. That's okay. like your frowning in between your eyebrow uh, wrinkle. Right, right. I thought that's I what was, I call it. Yeah, I thought I was the only one who had the resting bitch face. <laughs> and Hillary was a close second, but I thought it was just me. <laughs> Honestly. So that's like a thing where women want to get rid of that. Yes. Wow. They say I, I want to look happy most of the time or I just want to look relaxed or I just want to look peaceful because I can't control what goes up up on there. Yeah. I just I basically want to not 
give away how I really feel <laughs> and what you're really thinking. Stupid people talk to me. <laughs> so you do not want to be able to raise your eyebrow. That's actually not the angry face. That would be your frontalis muscle. So we can deal with that. <laughs> Hillary, have you ever thought of getting work done? Oh, 100%. I, I didn't for a really long time, but it's like... So I'm in my mid to later 30s, and in the last five years, I've just now seen the beginnings of wrinkles. I have a lot of clients that say that, say, you know what? I never thought I'd be that girl. I never thought I would be the one to get work done. And I wake up one morning, and I'm like, why not? The hell with it. And that's the nice thing about Botox is you can do it, and if you don't like it, it wears off three to six months. And there's no lasting effects after it wears off. It's gone. Like, it is gone. Like things don't just fall after that. No. So it's actually all, you know, the scientific part. Botox used to be used for treating uh, diseases like MS or twitches, muscle spasms. And then they realized that, hey, it makes an effect on the skin. Because essentially what we're doing is that we're blocking the, the nervous system. So it's actually um, stopping the, the message of getting to the muscle. So by the muscle not being able to contract, you're not able to pull on that skin and you're not able to create a wrinkle. So they saw by treating the muscle that you're not putting that stress on your skin. And then they created, uh, Botox created a cosmetic Botox. So there's a therapeutic Botox, which uh, we can also inject for, uh, it just got recently approved from OHIP for treating migraines. Um, they can treat sometimes the TMJ, so when you have a clenching jaw. I want that so bad. <laughs> and they do also for um, sweaty hands, sweaty feet, uh, excessive uh, sweating. Um, and so that, Hyperhidrosis, I believe it's yes, called. Yes, absolutely. Wow, you're good, Hillary. <laughs> she is. Um, and so there are therapeutic Botox, and then there is cosmetic Botox, which they've... Um, it doesn't spread as much because we want to make sure that uh, it stays in the injected muscle and that it doesn't have an effect on adjacent muscles. How young is the youngest person you've ever treated? Well, by law, I mean, we do have restrictions. I don't know if I can say by law, but the restrictions are that we should be treating people that are 18 to 65. Um, but the youngest person that I've injected is 25. And But I do have someone uh, this week that's doing her lips, and she's 18. Well, that's Juvederm, right? Or uh, like a filler of some sort, yes, not Botox? that's a filler. So there are different names, so like Juvederm and um, Ristaline and... Uh, to sell, there's a whole bunch of different name, but again, it's just name brand, just like Botox. I use Disport, which is the same active ingredients as Botox. Uh, Botox was the first one; they're the major players, and uh, Disport is a Canadian company. So, if I can, you know, support a Canadian company versus an American company, I do so. Just like Juvederm's Canadian. Now, with fillers, is there more of a chance of long-term effects versus like Botox, which is just stopping the muscle? It depends. Um, some people, the older crowd, you know, the, the older women will come to me and say, you know, I lost a lot of fullness um, after giving birth or I put on weight, I've lost weight. Um, and so when your lifestyle um, is stable, I feel that women will lose a little bit of weight because, you know, they're not eating as much or they're, they don't have that active social, you know, lifestyle anymore. So I have a lot of clients that are like 55, 60, and I don't have that fullness anymore. So when you're putting fillers in that spot or that area like your cheeks um, or your jowls uh, or the jawline um, that pulls everything so it actually no 
affect long-term because you're just filling that space. Now, when we're talking about lips, okay, so if you don't have those big lips and we put filler into it and filler and filler and then, you know, we have the Kylie Jenner where it's just really, really big or, you know, you have other examples of, you know, Madonna back in the day mm-hmm. um, yeah. or, you know, so that I'm assuming, you know, that there will be effects long-term because well, you're stretching yeah, I- that tissue. I would imagine that when you stop filling it, you're then going to have like those little wrinkle lines along mm-hmm. I mean, the our top bodies, of the lip. Our bodies are fabulous and it does, They our body can do, you know, fabulous things. So I'm assuming it will heal and, and it will eventually take its shape again. Um, but I, I do believe that there will be somewhat of a an effect. Um, what about Kylie Jenner um, and her goddamn lips? <laughs> Has that created a, a trend in people getting lip fillers? I mean, you talk about that 18-year-old who's going to be getting her lip fillers. Don't tell me that Kylie didn't inspire her in some way, shape, or form. Um, but like you say, that if you start getting those fillers at the age of 18, you don't know what's going to happen after that when you start messing with tissue in that area. Exactly. I do think that it's a new trend, and I think that it's popular. Um, and so I don't think that the, uh, the, um, the outcome of it long-term has been viewed yet. Uh, like anything new, right? We don't know what the long-term cause or, or results going to be. Um, but definitely, she's definitely played a role in 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 young women's lives. I mean, Khloe Kardashian's my girl crush, right? So it's like <laughs> none, none of the other ones, but just her. Um, but I do think that Hollywood and the stars uh, play a big role in what we perceive as women as sexy or attractive or, you know, as beautiful or what we want to represent or look like. So honestly, it seems like every woman in Hollywood right now has a little bit in her lips and a little bit on the, uh, a little bit of Botox in the forehead just to stop it. From aging. Absolutely. So Botox, um, in my opinion, my professional opinion, I do believe it is the only anti-aging solution right now. Even if you spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a facelift, um, you're not curing. It's a a plaster. You're, You're pulling that skin back, but you're not stopping what causes the damage, which is the muscle behind it. So if we decrease the activity of the muscle by inserting Botox into it, you're actually not creating wrinkles for that amount of time that that muscle is deactivated. So let's say when you're 60 and you've had Botox for two years on a maintenance program every three, four months for two years. Well, at 60, you've only created wrinkles for 58 years of your life. Right. So it's, in my opinion, the only thing that's actually anti-aging. I remember a few years ago, I was at my hairdresser's and, an, and another hairdresser had popped her face into our little area and she was bragging about having Botox done. And I remember before she had said that, I kept thinking to myself, there's something different about her. What is different? And what was different is that her eyebrows were no longer moving when she talked. <laughs> and I re- and she I she even said, I said, how what's what's the effects? And she said, oh, I, I can't lift my eyebrows anymore. <laughs> and then I thought, but that's that that's not right <laughs> that you can't you lose some of the function of your face in the name of youth uh, doesn't that feel like kind of ridiculous well there's always the treatment plan whereas um they suggest for forehead lines 50 units now i have a modest approach i say let's do 25 let's see how your body reacts to it now you might have to see me in three months versus four or five but you have that natural look to you where you can still do some movement you can still wink, you can still smile, you can still laugh. You have other, you know, aspects of um, expression on your face. But sometimes you have that one eyebrow that's always higher than the other. 
<laughs> right? That, when you're lo- I know. I <laughs> speak out of one side of my mouth. No joke. I never noticed that. I 100% do, and I think it has to do with my TMJ, but yeah, I I speak like John Cartier. I don't kid. <laughs> so what are you saying? I'd love to get that fixed. And so that, okay, I... What what would the the fill is it Botox or filler that you would, would do to do that? It would be a filler. Would, no, it would be Botox. It would be Botox. So we want to in, um, inject into the jaw muscles, right, the mentalis. Um, and but again, so with the Botox, they um, there's on label uses and off label uses. So we know that X amount of cases was studied and that it proves effective to let's say I don't know what the ranking has to be, but 97%. And then we have what we call off-label uses, which is like 50%, let's say. So it doesn't meet that standard to be approved. So TMJ is kind of in that category right now. Oh, so when you put it in, you give it a wink? Like, this might work, it might not work. Don't tell anybody what we just did here. Um, So it means that, you know, Botox has not put it on their label for a safe and effective use for treating this condition. Right. They have to do, it's a safe product. I mean, um, in the wrong hands, it can be very dangerous. It's the the most dangerous bacteria to to humankind. Well, it's botulism, right? Absolutely. Um, so there's um, botulism A to um, H, and we use botulism type A. Um, and so there are different types, and they are very dangerous. But this is why you have to be registered. You have to know how to dilute it, how to store it. Um, and this is why it's very very strict for cosmetic nurses. Before it used to only be doctors and because it was only doctors, they used to charge a fortune. But now that uh, doctors have passed on their job tasks to nurse practitioners, nurse practitioners has passed it down to nurses, which is RNs, and then, you know, to other nurses, which is RPNs. And now even like nurses aides get to do certain things like passing out medication. So because of the healthcare system and how we've trusted more people and and different categories when we're talking about healthcare professionals. Um, it allows nurses to to administer these these products. It's very very strictly um, controlled, but we are allowed to do it. And Katie, with, yes, are you making a ton more money now doing this than you were working in a hospital? Um. Because of the different class of nursing, I mean, I'm an RPN and there's an RN. So an RN with overtime can make a hundred thousand, right? An R- an RPN can make forty to sixty thousand. So I say that I would be right now probably my year end's not done, um, but hopefully I'm aiming for that. It's my first year of business, um, but it's what I get from it. It's being that independent woman, um, making my own schedule, making my own hours. So- so that, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. You're making a good living at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making a good living, but I'm a lot more satisfied than working shift work at the hospital and working night shifts and having to be on rotation and missing Christmas morning. And and so it's different um, different things. I mean, I'm mobile. I'm the only one in Ottawa right now because I studied in Toronto and that's where I got the, the notion from because rent in Toronto is like ridiculous. Right. Um, but... I go to people's homes. I can have more access on the street. There's a different stress level, but it's essentially when you find something that you want to do and love to do, just like you girls are doing right now, you're so much happier. 
Are, do you call your car the Botox Mobile? No. You should. I should have. <laughs> you I really sh- should. We should have had this before I, I put my slogan up. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> do you, or do you or do you like have because there's a place that I've heard of that it does like mani pedis and they have they have yes. like a giant bus and you go on the bus and you can get your work done. They'll go to your house. So do I you- don't think a moving object and Botox <laughs> is a good idea. No, Just- Hillary, they park. <laughs> I swear to God, they park and they'll they'll go like outside your house and you get in that bus and it's uh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But no, you'll actually go into their house with your. I'll go into their house. Well, because- I guess you're right. Needles, etc. Yeah. So a lot so of times are- they'll be like in a lying semi position. <laughs> so are we talking like parties at people's houses or Absolutely. private clients? Both. Wow. It's like the new Tupperware party. Like who wants Tupperware? Nobody wants Tupperware. No one wants Tupperware Holy anymore. Holy shit. Yeah. I never, I never even thought that you would have a Botox Absolutely. party. Yeah. So the host receives like 50% off. Um, that's their gift. And then guests usually receives 20% off. And I usually go from anywhere from four to six because, I mean, it's a very long process at the end of the day. I mean, you're dealing with someone's face. You want to make sure that you don't overbook. Um, but it's super fun. I mean, you can't drink. When you do the injection. Oh, shitty party. Shitty party. Um, Just because, you know, the risk of bruising and bleeding is a little bit more increased when you're having alcohol. But we had a um, iced tea party. So anything tea. um, And so people made iced tea. People made frozen tea. It was just being When weed is legal. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> edible action is what you're in thinking. July. <laughs> Can you imagine that, Hillary? That's crazy. Because for me, I would need to do like a few shots before I did this because, you know. Well, I- yeah. <laughs> but it's the perfect thing because it makes it easier on the nurse. She only has to go to one spot. Yeah. To see multiple people and set up once. Yeah. So th- it would pay off in your costs and then your friends can't judge you because they all got it too and you have to like swear on the circle of silence yeah (laughs) you know and that's what i think we were talking about earlier the young people versus the older people yeah in my generation obviously i'm older than both of you but in my generation this is a dirty little secret i know friends in fact i have a friend who had botox and didn't tell me for a year and a half it was she felt such shame about it and felt that if she talked about it i would judge her harshly because i would i would say you don't need anything because i you know i it's not that i'm anti plastic surgery or anti work done but i feel it's a, a slippery slope and kind of a rabbit hole and i it's just and it's like, eh. So I have a wrinkle and a, a wrinkle here and a wrinkle there. I can live with myself. I can be fabulous and cover it up with concealer if I need to. You know what I mean? I, I believe in um, cosmetics, not cosmetic surgery, if you will. But it's the same thing. Well, no, I can I can rub off my makeup at the end of the day. I, but I six can't months later, this is done. Have to wear and makeup. Say that again? I was going to say exactly what Katie said. Six months later, you're done, but you don't have to spend the money on makeup. Right. But then it's like I'm constantly a slave to my next injection, which is not cheap. It's a lot of money to upkeep the car. So it's Sephora. Well, that's not not untrue either. You're right. (laughs) And what about a car? I mean, there's maintenance on a car. You need to change your oil a couple of times a year, three, four times a year. It's same with Botox. If you do it regularly, eventually your body won't send the messages to the muscle. Why would it be forcing? Why would it be producing these these messages if the muscle isn't responding? So long term, you actually need less units. Why is it so bad to have wrinkles on your face? It's not. I think just with the with the generations and and everybody wants to stay young longer. And but why? What does it matter? I mean, what, what does that say that we're trying so hard to 
you know, be wrinkle free on our faces. That's that's not a true depiction of what a person looks like. Ten years ago, it was breast implants. That's right. Well, that's true. Where does it end, though? That's what I, well, I want to ask. And, Here's and the, the thing, though. I mean, we're in the workplace way longer than we ever were. Right. right? We're going to be working into our 70s, some people. And you have to compete with the youngins. And it becomes very clear that you are not young. When you were standing next to a 20-year-old. But what is the expectation when you get a little work done here, a little work done there? Do you really think you're going to look 20 years younger? Because you don't. You just sometimes, in in many cases, you look like someone who's just had work done. You don't look like, uh, you know, you look like a 60-year-old woman who has Botox in her forehead. forehead. Um, You don't look like a 40-year-old woman again. So uh, what is the expectation? I guess... Like you said earlier, you just feel better about yourself, and that's all it's about. So I don't know that you look all that much younger by eliminating one or two wrinkles in your face or the resting bitch face. I don't know. Is that fair? I think it's. it doesn't actually make you look younger. I think it just makes so – slows it down a little bit. I'm not ready. <laughs> I, I still think feel exactly twenty, mm-hmm. and I, I think- can't believe I'm the person that's so pro this, but it's weird. <laughs> And I think a lot of people is that's what it is. I just want to slow it down. I don't feel 40 or 50. A lot of people are not ready to admit like I'm getting old. I want to I want to look how I feel. And no, you're right. We're not going to get rid of all the little lines and creases on the skin, but the big muscles, the big parts, you know, and I'm a nurse. I put my hair up. I put my hair up all the time. So I only have it in my forehead. Right. And so because I'm constantly having my hair not in my face. I don't have a bang. A lot of people are like, you know what? My forehead doesn't bother me. I I can hide it with bangs. My eyes bother me. I feel like if I'm sleepy all the time, my eyelids are are starting to droop. It's $2,000, $3,000 to get this surgery per eye. You know, why don't I spend $300 on Botox and, and open up my eye a little bit and feel better that way and feel brighter? You don't have one single line on your face. I checked thoroughly when you walked in. <laughs> I got I got right under a light and I did a full in- inspection of your uh, face. And you don't you 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 give yourself Botox? I do. So even before I switched, I mean, I can't justify a career jump, quit my full time job, um, open up this business, not only go back to school. Um, without having tried it myself. If I'm not a believer, then I don't believe in doing something that you don't believe in. Um, so I went to the doctor. I have a large forehead um, for people that don't see me. <laughs> and again, being a nurse, I pull my hair back. So my forehead is completely exposed. And genetics. I think it's genetics. I'm not in control of my forehead. I'm not in control of my skin. I can never say the word. Elasticity. Oh, I did it. You did it. I did it. Um, I'm not in control of that. And I think in these days, it's being empowered, being able to look how you want to look. And so I went to the doctor and she's like, you need 40 units. I said, I need 40 units. I'm 30 years old. And she's like, yeah, but you have, you know, very strong muscles in your forehead. And I said, okay. So $400 later, I walked out with a headache because sometimes you have a slight headache. Uh, the muscles relax um, and doesn't can't respond and not sure what, what's happening. So you have a slight headache. Um, and then I went home and I continued my day. Well, that's pretty pretty easy, isn't it? It is. Just got a little. It's easy to throw four hundred dollars into your face. Wow! <laughs> it really that is that easy. And every four months, yikes! Well, no, I I done mine in May, and I and now we're October, right? So she completely, you know, did the the top of the top, um, and now I haven't had it to touch it since. 
Um, so how often? Every six months, per se- like about? If you do it, like if you do the re- like the recommended amount, right, and you say that you want zero activity, then it lasts longer because your muscle doesn't respond. There's more of the toxin in your in your muscle. But if you're like, hey, you know what? I'm doing this as a preventative measure. I want 25 units, and I'll see you every four or five months. Then sure, no problem. You're putting 250 dollars in your face, which is which is average a thousand dollars a year, right? And so some people budget it, young people that don't have children like the my youngest client 18 or 25 they don't have kids they spend their money on us you know I think that's the difference now with women we put ourselves first whereas our my mother or previous generations we care about the family unity we do things for others but our generation we don't think like that and a lot of people don't have the hope to own a home or things like that because it's just so ridiculous now yeah and a lot of things is why I'm a lot of people think I'm going to own a home in time when I'm married. They want to live downtown. They want to, you know, travel. We want to do these different things that were never accessible before. Right. But one day when they have a car and they have a house and they want to travel and then they have Botox, what happens if you do, let's say that 18-year-old starts ramping it up, the lips, the face, and she goes in by the time she's 30 and she's like, shit, I got a wedding to pay for. I can't afford. Uh, and, and then she sees a wrinkle on her face. What's going to happen to her on the inside? That's what I worry about people who emotionally can't handle the effects of aging and the reality of life because they're, they've they're so addicted to uh, being perfect. Absolutely. I mean, it is something that's going to probably affect people long term. Um, Just like once you start dyeing your hair or that first gray hair and you don't stop until you're accepting that you've grown older and that you now have a full head of white hair. Um, Until you're ready, you'll continue to dye your hair. You know, I'm I'm struck by how nonchalant this whole Botox filler world is because I just don't come from that generation. Yep. Like I'm just it's just so yeah, I got my lips done, I got my face done. My favorite YouTuber often talks about the work that she's had done and she's about 30 years old. And I'm 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 happy that she's open and honest about it to people who realize that she's perfect and it you know, she paid for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm a little bit sad that we're at that stage in the world where we're so worried about our, our one tiny little wrinkle or that little resting bitch face thing happening or the, the perfect lip. I'm a little bit sad about it, Hillary. I could see that. Yeah. I, what really bothers me is when it's somebody who you know is older and they just keep putting more filler into their face and... It, it's just kind of sad because everybody knows you're older. You should just kind of be okay. Yeah. Back in the day, do you remember those Oil of Olay commercials? I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to grow old gracefully. I'm going to fight it. Um, I want to, I'm, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But what do you I feel worse about? about? You'll yeah. cover what you can, but well, I like there comes a point, right? Like it's just there. We've all seen terrible work. And oh, yeah. what is expensive, terrible work? Like um, Meg, what's Meg Ryan? Those oh, lips are those brutal. Lips. Those like Nicole Kidman used to have terrible lips until finally she, uh, unfortunately, people thought it was okay to call her out on it, and which is also kind of not okay because it's her face and she gets to do whatever she wants with it. But yeah, you really noticed, and now I feel like she's toned it down a bit, and maybe I don't know. I. I I feel bad about being critical of somebody who gets work done because it's not my business. It is your face. You get to do what you want with it. But as a as but a society, it's, like it's, I'm sad. Your, 
it's your face. You get to do what you want with it. But if you're going to do something that's noticeable, you might as well just own up to it. That's like saying, notice me, but don't notice me. <laughs> notice or, how yeah. perfect I am, but don't notice. Don't look at me. Look at me. <laughs> it's like, I just got yeah. my tits bun- done, but don't talk about my big boobs that are like <laughs> way too big for my body. Like that's, right. you know, at some point it's. <sighs> There's always the people that overdo it in anything like we're talking about. Like your tits are too big for your body. It's not proportion. Some girls go way overboard with their lips. Right. And right. it's like, and then some people do it just because they have a good bottom lip, but they have no upper lip so we'll do a little plump in the middle uh, of the lower lip just because we want it to be you know proportionate Um, and then we'll do the work on the top lip so we're actually just enhancing um, the bottom lip and then we're adding what you know unfortunately we didn't get you know and so a lot of times I have clients that here in Ottawa I do want to say that we're a lot more conservative than in Montreal or Toronto you know you walk down the street in Toronto and you can see all the work done can you ever Exactly. Versus Again, that sounded Ottawa. way more judgy than I wanted to. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> mean okay, to. It's okay, Sandra. Sorry, we know, know you're a judgy bitch. It's I know. fine. It's true. I am. But so yeah, so you can really tell in other cities. Exactly. And I think here in Ottawa, we're a little bit more conservative. And I think that a lot of time it's like, you know what? I like my bottom lip, but my upper lip, I have none. And so we'll treat the upper lip. Um, a lot. We'll we'll do one part of their of their forehead, or we'll do the eyes. I don't see people. Um, yeah, there are the people that do the cheeks and the jawline and the the forehead and the right. eyes and the tattooed eyebrows and the like everything. Right. I just wish people would. I mean, I, if we if we really had to fix things, I wish we could really just fix bad personalities first mm-hmm. and then worry about the outside later. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but if people, there's no hope for your personality, you got to have something. There's no injectable for that or an edible maybe down the road for that. That's too bad. Um, I, I, I did have a question quick. Sorry to interrupt you, Hillary. Um, have, actually, maybe, Hillary, you've heard of cooling sculpture, cool sculpture? Cool sculpture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of that? Because I just heard about that the other day, and I wanted to ask you about the latest advances because I've heard about... Okay, so what is a cool sculpture? Uh, Cool sculpting is when uh, a doctor applies or an esthetician, I believe. Uh, Don't quote me on that. But Yeah, it doesn't have to be a doctor because I'm kind of done. What? What were you saying? (laughs) What's happening over there? Yeah. (laughs) So I've never had it done. So if Hillary has or knows someone... Uh, I don't really know that much about it. It was part of a package that I got at a gym, to be quite honest, like a personal trainer. Um, It's just like... I don't know. They put this thing on your belly and it kind of like makes it smaller temporarily. (laughs) So what it does is actually like freezes the fat cells and then they break and then your body just cleans it up as a toxin or trash. I'm not 100% sure that that is actually what happens. I kind of feel like it just gets rid of water and then as soon as you drink anything, it's back. Oh, so how temporary (laughs) is it? Like five minutes? (laughs) No, I didn't feel like it lasted a really long time. Okay, so because when she said, you know, you it, it your body just gets it out, I'm thinking that is going to be a giant shit. Uh, there was a company called It's a Wrap, and they used to go around mm-hmm. wrapping you. Is that, some, is that a different one? That's totally different. Yeah, and that but that would work temporarily too for that night. So whatever, it just I guess it just sucks the moisture right out of you or something <laughs> like that. Or squeezes your fat cells together. Again, I think it's the process of dehydrating in that right. area, right? But the cool sculpting, from my understanding, it takes about four to six weeks before you see a result. Oh. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's different. And it's, it's just amazing to me the advances in technology and the way things are changing. So I know that, like you talked about breast augmentation being sort of the thing back in the day. Now, what is the big... Is it lips now? I think it is. I think it's the lips. I think there's nothing sexier than 
a nice pair of lips that's like juicy and plump, right? Um, we use them so much. We talk, we kiss. It's very, it's very there. It's in your face. Um, and so I think that that is a new thing. And again, people do it for subconscious reasons as much as people do it just because they want to be in the trend. It's it's a little bit of both, I think. And what do you think is after lips? What's the next big trend that you would you would imagine? I mean, we've done it all. We've done the lips. We've done the butt. We've done the face. We've done the we've lips. Done, we've done the, the vagectomies, too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... <laughs> That's the word I came up with. Okay. <laughs> you know, for down there. Hillary, yeah. down there. <laughs> That's when you want to... I don't know what they call that. What do they call it? Just the... You Vaginoplasty, know. I think. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. It's not a vagectomy? No. <laughs> That's when you tie something up. So, I mean, I kind of see oh. where you're going, but well, no. you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's left, to be honest. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm new to all this as well as I'm 30. And as much as, you know, I wait for the next new trend and I try to be in it as well to keep up with the... the the trends and yeah, whatever. Exactly. Okay. So, well, I'm, I'm. But your guess is just as good as mine. What's next? God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> if anybody wants more information on uh, cosmetic procedures or anything like that, if you're in the Ottawa area anyway, uh, what is your website? www.ottawacosmeticnurse.com. Uh, okay, perfect. Thank you. And don't forget to follow the Quick and the Dirty on social Instagram at Hillary on Air, at Sandra Kiss1053, Twitter at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss1053, and Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at the Quick and the Dirty at gmail.com.